Oh, I like that better. Hmm. That's weird. Hmm. What? What do you like better? Uh, when it actually rings, when I click the, the Skype button and it doesn't just, not just 30 seconds of a silence, but like mm. it, it rings and then you answer. That's better. Oh yeah. You know, that's, that's me. That's how. Hey Merlin. Hmm. <clears throat> Hi Dan. You can keep all of this. this. Is This is gold. Yeah. Keep, keep it. This, keep it all. This is just staying in the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Skype boy. Woof. I just noticed there's a, um. A dollar sign and a number next to my name and my status, which I think is a new thing. Yeah. Do you get that on yours? Uh, let me, let me see. I mean, I mine's my bank balance. Um, I mean, well, do you I, get just, that? I see your social security number and your yes. home phone. Those are the two. My social security number is three. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm an ancient one. <laughs> you're right. You're one of the first, the first, you're the third, you're the third. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't even think about me or you'll die. <laughs> Also, there's some racist poems. That's a joke about Lovecraft. Okay, I'm closing this. I got to check the rib roast. I did. I'm closing that. Yes, I would like the new Google Books experience. And I'm clicking that. And I'm closing. You know, see, I I am so on the ball today. And yet, and yet, I have things to close. I'm quitting deliveries, task paper, fantastical craft, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, mailplane, acorn, photos, and drafts. Good morning, Dan. It's, it's Tuesday. Morning. It's the optimistic day. Yes. Uh, I, <clears throat> I've noticed something. Please. So, you know, I've been, I mentioned this on a previous episode of uh, your program, Back to Work. That's fine. That's and fine. And uh, I've been using, because I, I do every morning, with the exception of this morning, because I'll be doing it, I usually do it later on Tuesdays. But every morning I do a little live stream news show, little program. Uh, that I really am enjoying doing and am trying to... I do a live stream every morning, but it's not about the news. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Now, is that, is that audio, video, or both? It is uh, both. It's video okay. with audio as part of it. And, and it then matches. I release it as a podcast as well later. But mm. I'm doing the, the, the streaming of it is done with a Windows PC because the Windows <laughs> hardware or, or hardware in a PC... Uh, the graphics card in particular is very useful when you're streaming. I don't need to go into the technical details, but most... There's still some things where it's less costly and maybe a little more efficient to use uh, non-Apple things. Correct? Yeah, it really is. And uh, the software that I use is the one that pretty much all streamers use these days. It's called OBS. And it... Was, it, was IceCast a thing? IceCast is something I'm still... U- I, that's how I stream our audio right now. Is that now. a protocol or a program? Icecast is a, well, I guess in a way it's both. It's an application okay. that runs on a server that you can stream to, and then people connect to that server and listen. Uh, so that's how we do our audio stream is with Icecast. And I'm streaming to it <laughs> with software that is called, uh, it's called, what is this called? Butt or something like that. <laughs> like I'm not even making that up. Is it, how many T's? <laughs> Two T's, I think. Um or no, yeah, what I don't know what this thing is called. Yeah, but B-U-T-T version 0.1.25. <laughs> Come on. Written by Daniel Nothen. And you can go to oh. I-Z-I-C-A-S-T dot D-E and other places like that. Anyway, um, that's, these are, but what I found about Windows, and this is the thing I'm just going to say about Windows, mm-hmm. is I've, I've been using Windows consistently and then on and off since it, the very first version of Windows, and I remember even in, mm-hmm. in, this was in high school, but even when I was a system administrator running, you know, 
a network where there were hundreds and hundreds of Windows clients and I managed those and the servers and it. I, I can tell you, and I was paid, my job was to keep the Windows networks running and I did it and I did it well. I can honestly say, and it's even more true today, I have no idea what's really going on. I don't really know with any kind of consistency or reliability what is really going on. And if there's a problem, I can almost always fix it, but I don't really understand anything about it. And I don't know anyone who does. Even the people that were Windows certified, you know, like network engineers and had gone through the programs and got, they didn't really know. They knew how to troubleshoot stuff. They knew how to fix it. That's a very different thing, though, I'm, I've come to finally realize. But just just, just real quick, um, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but um, what is it? I, this is kind of seem like a weird question, but what is it that you don't understand? Like, you, I mean, like, you know, I feel like somebody like maybe maybe you definitely like a John Syracuse can explain all the way down in the stack how mm-hmm. a thing happens. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as far as like all the different layers of, yes. of the stack, what, what is the part that's that I don't you get. don't understand how what is uh, okay. what so for example most of what I'm doing on this Windows machine is relating <laughs> to audio so for example I'm recording this program right now on the Windows machine I'm using Adobe Audition to record it I don't edit in Adobe Audition but it works fine for the recording multi-track stuff and the reason I use that is because I don't want to use one of these other Windows programs like Reaper or one of the other ones and of course there is no Audio Hijack Pro and we don't use something like uh, clean feed or whatever to record in the browser. So I'm doing it right here. I'm using Audition. It's perfectly fine. It works fine. But some things don't work correctly. So for example, and this is where you get into weird stuff, really weird stuff. That's This is very much inside baseball, but I'll share it. Is No, it's, it's not. It's actually very related to something I would love to talk about. But okay. keep, yeah, keep going. Well, <laughs> this is and this is how stupid it gets. So uh, on the Mac... If I want to record multi-channel, so I have the the audio interface that I'm using is a Focusrite Scarlett 18i8. And mm. on Got the my Mac, eye on that one. Got my eye on that. Oh, it's good. Uh, on the Mac. I know. You're the, you're, the, you're the reason you and my Synology are behind all of my technology woes. Because <laughs> I need to find some way to get the Thunderbolt. <laughs> oh, yes. Thunderbolt 3 Plus. And mm-hmm. you're the one. You ruined it. You ruined everything I'm in sorry. the nicest way. I'm sorry. So, uh, but so like on the Mac, when you plug this device in, you have access to all of the channels, all of the audio inputs on the front, all the audio inputs on the back, and you can use something like Rogue Amoeba's Audio Hijack to record each of those different inputs. With you, just pick the one you want, and it records it. It's simple. It's great. It's wonderful. It's easy. Um, and then you can use another audio. Uh, I mean, another Rogue Amoeba product, which is really, really great. It's just called Loop. Loopback. 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 Those are two, two terrific apps of the, amongst their many terrific apps. And you loopback. can you can use Loopback yeah. to say, well, grab grab the audio from this application and send it here and put this together. Loopback and merge lets you these turn and... different. It lets you be like Lily Tomlin and laughing where you're plugging in <laughs> right, the quarter-inch the jacks, the phone operator. You know, one ringy dingy, two ringy dingy. <laughs> you get to <laughs> title. You get to so so. It's my understanding. Then I, I I still sometimes in my head have trouble differentiating what they're each for because there seems like there's a little overlap. But Loopback lets you create. I want you're going to correct me. I hope but virtual devices. That's that right. You can create a. Th- well, you can like um, say that like, okay, when this happens with this thing, you plug it into this thing and now I've made this Rat King. Uh, and really you're doing it like graphically with, with cables basically. And right. And then On Audio the Hijack lets you do crazy amount. Like the Audio Hijack session I'm running right now 
is recording three different things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's just your side, just my side, and then my side kind of sweetened up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's the thing I'm just been experimenting with, but God, those, those are so good. But it's also funny because it gets to what you're saying, which is that, no, I'm not actually connecting a cable, but the, that metaphor of connecting a cable is meaningful. If all of those pieces work right, if I never have to go into the goddamn MIDI settings or whatever, right. for some crazy reason, because 44 versus 48 and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. it, no, I it, it's an abstraction on an abstraction on an abstraction, but it, on some level, a computer is doing a thing. I don't need to understand how the computer is doing the thing unless it breaks. Hey, Dan, uh, were you uh, talking about something you like? Well, if you are a business owner, then you already know that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than you have to be. Don't let like QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It is time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information that you need when you need it. Get rid of the spreadsheets and all that old software that, you know what, let's be honest, you've already outgrown it. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite. It's by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. So whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, you're going to save time and money with NetSuite. There's over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour. That's located at NetSuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, NetSuite.com slash back to work. Schedule your free product tour. Just go there, NetSuite.com slash back to work, and uh, and they'll, they'll show you everything that you can do with this. This is really great software. It's serious software, and it's going to make things so much easier for you and your business. Trust me. When you're managing this many moving pieces, you just want something that's in one place that you can just trust. So netsuite.com slash back to work. Go check them out. See how they can help you out. Thanks very much to NetSuite for making this show possible. Thanks, NetSuite. Buck, buck. To continue with this ex- bizarre explanation of, of this on the Mac, I can... Okay, so here's a really good example of what I might use Loopback for. Okay, so let's say that... Um, that we're going to be talking about a movie and I want to play sound bites from the movie. I can use yeah. loopback to take my audio and merge it with the audio from my web browser, for example, and send that to you as my audio, those two combined audio sources, so that when I hit play on the video, you are going to hear it too. So that's mm-hmm. a very simple use case for something you can do with loopback. Very simple. There's way more complicated stuff, but I've now created a virtual device that is essentially an audio input device that's the combination of my audio from my microphone and the audio from this web browser or this other application or a soundboard or another person on a different Skype or whatever. I can do all Mm -hmm. of that. I can also take, let's say that I had another person here in the studio and I plug them into my audio interface. I can take their audio track and my audio track and combine it with that video and send it to you as the audio. So you hear the guest, you hear me and you hear, etc. This is very basic examples of what you can do with this. All of this again is easy because you don't have to worry about things like drivers. Every audio application that I have will have access to every single one of the channels in this audio interface, for example. It's not like that on Windows. Mm. On Windows, you have multiple different sources based on different drivers that you can use. There's uh, WMD is one of the drivers. There's MDE and there's ASIO. 
all of these, and now, which one should you pick? Well, it depends. It depends on what kind of <laughs> latency you need. It depends on if you need individual access to each of these different channels, because if you don't, the default is not. It's just to give you the first two audio inputs on the front of this box, and you can't get to any of the other ones unless you understand that you need to install these special ASIO drivers and configure them a certain way. And then how do I do that routing? How do I actually get the routing? So like it, very complicated stuff. So you wind up finding this software. I kid you not, Merlin, this is Windows and this is 2020. And the name of the software that is in, the industry standard software to use to, to get to some of these and reroute them and do this kind of stuff is called Voice Meter Banana. That sounds like a piece of shareware that you would buy perhaps on a spinner rack at a gas station right. in 1996. Now, don't get confused with voice meter okay. potato. Voice meter potato is different. Okay, That's... now you're you're just saying words nope. to make me confused. Nope. Anyway, okay. the, plight, hmm. the plight is this stuff is not easy to do the way it should be on Windows. And why? And what's the trade-off? The trade-off and the reason I'm doing all of this is because I don't want to switch my audio gear from the Mac to the Windows machine every time that I want to record something. I just want to be able to record it. But mm -hmm. in order to use, I'm doing an OBS show every morning, a stream every morning. I'm like, I'll just deal with Windows and make this work with Windows. And I'll tell you what, I, I've, this is just the tip of the iceberg with the weird issues and problems that go on here. But um, thank you for indulging me and allowing me to share and uh, many people have asked me to do a video tutorial explaining how I do all of this. I don't f feel like I understand it enough. So this is the issue. This is what I was bringing up, Merlin, is the audio inputs that I'm using now, somehow, somehow, by having these different audio interfaces in use, if I select my audio source in Skype, just the regular source for the Scarlet, you won't be able to hear me. But if I select the one that's piped yeah. through voice meter banana, you will be able to hear me. <laughs> Come on. But there is a there is a slight subtle delay on the voice meter banana input because of the uh, Windows ASIO drivers. And so there's just a touch. Now, you don't notice it, but mm. I do. And it's annoying. But if I switch back to the regular audio input, now why is that? I don't know. This is what I mean by I don't understand it. I'm sure, right. Merlin, I'm positive I've done something wrong. But it, oh, wor boy. it works the way I have. But now on the Mac, not only do I understand the, the way the drivers work, I understand the applications I'm using. And, I, and because I'm a freaking nerd and I've been using Unix since 1980-something, I know very, very, very deep down the stack to the very base level of the Unix operating system. Like, I know what's going on behind the scenes on a Unix, a Linux, a Mac system. And I, I, I understand deeply what's going on behind the scenes here. But in Windows, I just, why is it like that? I don't know. You, you know what? It's like I've got it working, and now I don't want to touch it. I don't want to change anything. I don't oh, even want to try to figure no. <laughs> out what is wrong or how to change that it. That entire paragraph should be printed out on my family crest. <laughs> And it, would, it might have a, it might have a lion and it's shrugging. <laughs> right, your your family crest mm. is a shrugging. He's kind of like got his palms up and he's like his head is tilted. And, and that's like, ah. so yeah. It's, it's a quote <laughs> the great Rachel Maddow. I, I think I might just want to tear up the script and throw it in the air because I do want to talk about this instead of the other three. things. No, I want to hear your about. other things. We don't have time. We don't have time. But um, uh, boy, there's so much to say about that. Um, the um, hmm, where to begin? 
there's um I don't know. Okay, so let me just get straight to it. I, I, <laughs> forgive me. Have we? I don't think we've talked about this here. I feel like this is a rectus thing and maybe a do by Friday thing. And if this is like, if this is literally something we've talked about for the last four weeks, tell me because I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, well, first of all, let me begin with a with a shortish anecdote, which is that I have to say that I think the month of uh, December and the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Now, for reasons that are not Apple's fault, mostly. Um, this is, this has to be up. I think it's number one. It's definitely in the top two or three of the most hours in a given month that I have spent doing something having to deal with Apple support. So you heard my anecdote about, you know, the, 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 you know, cock up with the delivery and all that crazy. Did you ever get it? Did Um, you ever get the thing? Yeah, I got, I got the second one. The first one's still off for delivery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the first, same thing happened my son wanted an xbox controller to pair with his pc his windows pc and i ordered it well in advance of christmas it said it would show up by christmas and now it is it, it's just it, it's in arlington texas well, this is the thing dan and this is what nobody you don't you don't need to believe in the multiverse because the multiverse <laughs> believes in you now here, here's what happens the problem is in this world there's a certain event that can cause timelines to split normally everything goes fine you order, you order groceries or a computer, and it arrives. But sometimes, I don't know, again, now this is really a, the, the point inside the point title, which is that, uh, that uh, I don't know what causes the thing that causes the thing, but I'm telling you, something will go wrong somewhere in the universe that splits off into a multiverse. And in some universe, or let's be honest, several potential other universes, that all other options are happening but most of them involve that thing still being out for delivery where it will remain out for delivery forever. Mm-hmm. This is why you're not getting your dinner tonight. <laughs> Start over. Start over or your family will die. So that's that's one one problem with, with, with the multiverse. Anyway, long story short. Now, the reason I say that's not entirely Apple's fault is that, um, like in that case, like is that Apple's fault? Is it Postmates' fault? I, it, d- it doesn't matter whose quote-unquote fault it is. It's a bummer, but I did have to deal with a lot of support talking. There, there are other kinds of things where <laughs> on the phone, huh, I was on the phone for almost an hour trying to buy Apple Care Plus for something I purchased recently mm-hmm. because I purchased it at the time that I purchased the device. And then when I went to like go do the thing, it said, hey, finish your payment for blah, blah, blah. The payment part wasn't the problem. It was that I have the, I have the order number and the serial number. You enter in the order number, you enter in the serial number. It says this serial number is not eligible. And long story short. And so, of course, like, you know, 40 minutes into this call, I, I found myself saying, again, this phrase I learned from John Syracuse that's been a game changer for me, the XY problem. I want to write that down because we should talk about that too. Okay. But basically, I was like, you know, how about, is there a chance, this one was so nice, and I said, is there any chance that, that instead of trying to figure out why it isn't letting me do this thing, can I just buy Apple Care Plus from you now? <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, well, okay. You know, and so, I mean, let me go find the Wikipedia entry for the XY problem because I talk about it so much. I really should get it right. John, John, John very correctly diagnosed me as someone who suffers from this problem. I do this all the time. For, and so, like, you go to somebody and ask for advice about something. And, and if they give you an answer to the thing you ask for advice about. Now, if, if they're a really nice friend, they'll say to you, well, tell me what you're actually trying to do right? You've, you've, I've been responsible for this. I've been on the other end of this, trying to help people who, who think they understand or people who, who pose a question to you in terms of like, basically they diagnose the problem and here's what they think they need, which could be really true. 
But like with so many things, especially involving technology, well, and really the human heart, anything, <laughs> it's you get confused. Here's what the XY problem is, according to the Internet Science site. The XY problem is a communication problem encountered in help desk and similar situations in which the person asking for help obscures the real issue, X, because instead of talking directly about an issue X, they ask how to solve a secondary issue Y, which they believe will allow them to resolve issue X. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I'm trying to think of a really, really good example of this, but you know, but like if I, this is true that when I go to Syracuse and I say something like, you know, oh, you know, how do I get R-Sync running on my Chumbi so that I can have my light switch interact with the New York Mets? It's like, well, what are you actually trying to do? And I'm like, oh, you know, I just want to watch baseball or whatever. And, and he goes, oh, why didn't you tell me that? Instead, why, tell me what you want to be different in your life. <laughs> Rather than asking me a question about your ad hoc diagnosis. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. That's been hugely useful to me. Um, it's so nice to have a name for something uh, for which one suffers. And, and now I really see it with other people and I'm getting a little bit better at seeing it in myself, which is, you know, to sort of, and, and I think in the case of, and I'm going to come back to this Apple story in a second. Um, I think in the case of talking to tech support, I, I was thinking yesterday that like I, I might be that worst kind of person. Like there's a the kind of person that goes, ah, I, I can't get Safari on my desktop fonts. And they go, okay, well, we'll walk you through this. Everything's going to be fine. Or the other kind of person who's like, oh, I just need to give you my Mac address, you know, so you mm -hmm, can, mm -hmm. you know, provision my, my router or my modem. Like I have to do this once a year or whatever. Anyway, there's that kind of thing. And the in between is me, who's that guy, the bane of tech support's existence, <laughs> which is I am the definition of the aphorism uh, a little learning is a dangerous thing. Because I'll go in and go, wow, I want to do this thing. And here's what I tried. Man, nothing works. And I Googled this and I went to Reddit and I had to log in. And, you know, it's just the, the worst. But um, I, and so, but then the, the other thing is, so there's been problems of like, you know, just like that, the delivery cock up, there's been stuff like that. Um, and the one that brought me to Apple yesterday I'm still working on this. I think I've got I think I've got it somewhat narrowed down. But at some point in the past two or three weeks, this is gonna sound really first world fine. You know, if you're gonna buy fancy stuff, you want it to work. Yeah. So I have had a giant first generation, huge, beautiful, loud, heavy I uh HomePod for I don't know, over a oh, year. Oh, I like, saw your I, tweet about this. Yes. Yeah. And a thing started happening. Now the clue here is that this has been happening at my house and my office. But here's what happens is Personal requests have, uh, well, here's what I'm going to report it to you. Personal requests don't work. Okay. So personal, if you have turned on personal requests on your HomePod mm -hmm. and XY, not XY, A, B, C, D, E, F, G are, are correct, it should work fine. So like, you know, Apple ID for, for your, you know, iCloud account right. is, is copacetic. You're on the same network. Yes. At the same gigahertz, you know, band mm -hmm. as the other thing. Uh, you know, you got to have Bluetooth turned on. You have to have 2FA turned on. There's, you know, all this stuff. But then that enables me to say something I... Now, here, here's, you know, this is the business case. This is the thing I want, is what I want, is for me to be able to <laughs> yell into the air. As, as terrible as, as SIRI is at so many things, a HomePod is real good at hearing you and knowing, choose the HomePod over any other device that has Hey Dingus turned on. And I yell, Hey, hey Dingus... Remind me to tell Dan about the XY problem in 11 minutes when I arrive at the office or whatever. And that stopped working. It said, um, sorry, Merlin, I'm having trouble connecting. You know, I'm still having trouble connecting. Make sure you're on the same network as D to D. And, you know, I did what any other 
self-professed, overly confident power user would do, which I, I Googled everything I could think of, all the word combinations I could think of, all of the things, I tried all the things. Oh, life is a veil of tears, Dan. Can you tell me about something you like? You know, I'll tell you about something that not only that I like, but that I think both of us could use right now to help us calm down. It's feels. Oh, okay. Okay. Feels. If you experience stress, do you have, if you have anxiety, if you have chronic pain, if you work out and you want some help with recovery, if you have trouble sleeping at least once a week, you know, like everybody, literally everyone I know is experiencing one or all of these right now. And, uh, and for me, one of the things that has helped me tremendously, it completely changed up my whole game is CBD. Uh, yep. But not just any yep. CBD, not gas station CBD, Merlin, but nope, nope, nope. Feels makes premium CBD and they deliver it directly to your doorstep. CBD works naturally. It helps you reduce stress. It helps anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. And I like to add that it really helps in post-workout recovery. It really, really makes a difference. You take a couple drops of feels under your tongue. You feel the difference within just a few minutes. And the thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So you want to have room to experiment over the course of like a week or so. And you might need Merlin a little bit more than I do. I might need twice as much as you. It's all different and it all varies. This is what's really cool about feels is they have real human support. They have a CBD hotline that's free. You can call them up and say, well, what should I try? What I'm, we tell them what you're going for and they can make a recommendation. They even have a little CBD flight that they can, that you can get where they send you little vials of different strengths so that you can experiment with it. But it naturally helps you feel better, but there is no high associated with it. So you don't get high from it because there's no THC in it. It's, it it's, it's not like that. You don't get hungover from it and you don't get addicted to it. It's just really, really beneficial. And the way that it works is they have a membership where you sign up and you get it delivered to your door every month. You're going to save money, but you can pause it or cancel it at any time. You can change how it's delivered. All of that stuff is up to you. And I know some people are a little leery of the monthly thing. I was too, but once I really started using CBD and I actually made the mistake of not re-upping and I ran out of it, that was that was not good. And so I really like the membership option here where you can get it. And that's what we're doing now. I don't have to worry about running out or going to get it. And it's just really, really handy and really useful. So if this is interesting to you, and I think right now for a lot of people, this is going to be uh, you can go to feels.com and it's spelled feels, F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. I think this will really help a lot of people. You're going to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. So that's feels.com slash back to work. 50% automatically will be taken off your first order and you'll automatically get the free shipping when you visit that URL. So good stuff. Love this sponsor. And thanks very much to feels for making the show possible. Thanks, feels. Buck, buck. Yesterday, just for this one at my office, I've now gone through six total resets of the HomePod. Oh my gosh. Um, I think, here's the clue, and this is what I told, my, told my, my new lady friend at Apple, is that I think it has to do with Eero, because I'm, which I love. You know I love Eero. I know you but do. But there's something going on. She says, I know there's something, she says, I've heard these reports about the HomePod Mini, which you're not talking about here, and I've heard this having to do with mesh networks in general. There's something going on. So I went through and I started pissing on every spark plug I could find. I told the lady what I didn't put in those terms. Turned off WPA3. Um, I turned off uh, band steering. I I double checked, obviously, you know, <laughs> am I on the same network and the same, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So finally I broke down and I called 
and she was fantastic, super nice, nothing, nothing that they can do, but it was a really nice call. We talked about Dr. Who, but, um, of course. but, but anyway, what, what was the point? The point there is like, okay, let's get back to this. So, so this is, this is the big point. The big point is about problems. And so how we define what the problem is, will have a huge role in deciding how to fix the problem. I'm going to say a bunch of really obvious things, but I really want y'all to sit with this because it's, it's kind of significant. Deciding what the problem is will have a huge role in how you try to solve it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And ergo, if you don't really understand what the problem is, it's going to be more difficult to solve to, again, for my twice yearly reference to Stephen Covey, you're going to discover your ladders against the wrong wall. And, and so in this case, what I really do want to understand what the problem is in, in as much as I am able with my own meager skills to understand that, right? I would love to be able to solve this myself, but in some ways I'm back to that Apple and Postmates situation where nobody can reach the ball. But it, you know, this has become so important to me and I feel like this came up almost done. I feel like this came up on rec diffs, uh, where John was interrogating me about, my projects. I'm always doing like little projects. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we started talking about it. And actually it relates to what I mentioned at the top, which is that like, you know, you know, for one of a nail, the war was lost kind of thing uh, where like, I just, the focus, right. Finally, the the lust for focus, right. Mm -hmm. Which I may not even need at all. That's probably problem zero is that like, I don't have a way to get from the Thunderbolt two of my 2015 iMac to do anything with useful, super useful with either USB-C or especially increasingly Thunderbolt three and four. Mm. Aren't those the same thing? Oh God, you never want to have to learn what I have had to learn in the last month about the differences between USB-C, Thunderbolt, and then the various USB types. Mm. So are you talking about the connector, like the shape of that? And will it fit? Yeah, it'll fit, but it won't work. I mean, I got a little translator dingus that turns a, that goes from the Thunderbolt 2 in my current Mac to Thunderbolt 3 via an adapter and a cable, but it won't do virtually anything. Just because it says Thunderbolt doesn't mean it does the same thing. And this, we've been, we've been at this for years. We've yes. been, back to the days of the charger you get for your Android phone. Like, is that, you know, that sort of like whatever mini or maxi or whatever it's called, you know, the one, the fat, the tall, the tall trapezoid or whatever. Yes. And like that, um, God, these are all named so poorly. Like that one, sometimes they would actually have to put a sticker on it that says you can use this for charging, but not for data. Right. Like, will, that's the most basic example. Like, will this work for charging or for data? I mean, it's like a battery that only works in flashlights during the day or something. So it, there's, we've had this for a long time, but I don't think it's ever been quite as bananas as it is now. I've had to learn so much about that. But in some ways, it does go back to that the, the combination. It started with like, you know, I would like to have modern stuff. I would like this. What led me to buying a Mac in 2015, which is my old cheese grater, was two operating systems or more behind. Right. And when I got to, I believe, three behind, and I was using a hacked, uh, hacked version of OS ten to even make it run, I knew it was time, right? It's not just that I can't get the new OmniFocus or whatever. It's that like I can't do the stuff. And, you know, I think in the last couple of years, it's USB-C is like where stuff is going until now where Thunderbolt is where it's going. And guess what? I learned that because I thought I understood the problem. And I thought the problem was I have this really cool new laptop and I want a way to be able to like 
do all the things. I got a hub for it. I wanted to have a hub and basically one cable, same setup at house and office that would allow me to plug in the laptop and get all the things, including Ethernet, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And I popped in the USB-C like a gentleman. And of course, <laughs> no, you don't need that. You, you need Thunderbolt 3 at least because Thunderbolt 3, because you only got two ports on this thing, right? Thunderbolt 3 needs to go to that hub and that's what enables you to do all that stuff. It lets it charge. It lets it uh, get to the ethernet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but like to me, like that's, in, in a case like that, okay, I'll figure it out. I probably got to spend a little bit of money. I get a little bit of education. I read endless <sighs> explainers about this stuff. And it's, it's so deeply confusing to me that I, I'm, I'm tempted to say, like, I'm a pretty smart guy and couldn't figure it out. Dan, at this point, I'm not sure I'm even a really pretty smart guy. You, your own was, opinion of utter- yourself has been changed through this process. Kind of. It's, it's utterly baffling to me that, like, I guess maybe I just never noticed the, the lightning bolt on stuff because that's a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Having anything with a US, what I would call a USB-C-shaped male plug. Um, and then I didn't realize, oh, you, it's got a lightning bolt on it. Okay. But does it also have a three on it? Have a three on what? <laughs> oh, to do the stuff you want to do, you need the cable that looks like USB-C, which will work with USB-C, but you need Thunderbolt. And then the Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt will have lightning on it because that's what Thunder looks like, not to be confused with the lightning plug. What? So Thunderbolt, yes, yes. Thunderbolt three, you need to have on there. Anyway, you know, I was able to finally track all that stuff down. But like in the case of this HomePod thing, like it's really, it is, it is baffling to me because I really do miss having that. This is difficult to explain to anybody who's not addicted to doing basic stuff with your voice. But like, for example, at our house, uh, the Amazon Lady in a Tube family of products, everybody uses it constantly for the most basic quotidian things, Mm -hmm. especially like setting timers while we're cooking, multiple timers. Mm, Wouldn't multiple name timers be nice? Well, you know, the Echo family does that. Apple does not. Anyway, I'm not sure where I'm going to try and close this, except to say that like, I think a huge problem in life with expertise is, and I, I don't know why this feels very important to me, Dan, is that like we, so like you get a problem and when you get a problem, do you really want to solve it or do you really just want to be happy again? You want to be happy again. You want to get back to normal. That's how I am. That's how I've always been. I only want to understand how much I need to like fix the problem, make the, sorry, to make the problem go away and to potentially impress girls. That's all I've ever really wanted in life. But that's not great because and this is what led to my, my peculiar style of PHP development where you just keep reloading the page until it doesn't cause an error. <laughs> did right. I fix the problem? <laughs> I did not, as far as I know, you know, here's the thing, Dan, you know, uh, maybe I fixed the problem, but, but my thesis statement, I'm going to throw to you and then I want to hear about something you like. It's difficult to claim that you've solved a problem if you don't really understand what caused the problem, what, you know, how the problem came about. And this is very important, how a given solution actually solved that problem. And if we're honest with ourselves, there's so much stuff in our lives where we just tried a bunch of stuff until we were happy again. And I think it's important to realize that's not problem solving. That is, what's a good phrase for that? It's, it's more like, it's just temporary amelioration of like, you know, you just, and, and think, think about the, you could think of a million things in your life that are like this. It, and it even gets you down to stuff like, uh, you know, like I, I've, I've, I won't go into it here, but I've gone on a jag before about, I didn't really understand how the different air filter 
um, hardware things were working. And I tried some different ones and they had really different results. And I thought that was weird. And then the part that killed me was I started buying <laughs> air quality monitoring hardware. And guess what? Those are all different too. Mm. DHH has a very typically snarky post about this that's awesome. There's a certain kind of air quality meter that you can run. He ran three of them on chairs next to each other, and they all had three different results. So at this point, and like I said, the Syracuse, if, okay, so your check engine light comes, I might have said this to Alex, your check engine light comes on, well, how do you know that's not the light that's broken? How do you know it's the engine that's broken? How do you, I mean, that's a silly example, but I think that's really true. Sometimes your smoke alarm goes off because the batteries are low. Yeah. And sometimes it's because you're cooking. And sometimes because maybe you wired it wrong. But mm -hmm. like, I do feel like, like this has been valuable for me just to get a little bit confused about this by realizing that the ending, temporarily ending the symptoms of a problem are not nearly the same thing as solving a problem. And isn't that kind of where you are with your Windows thing? It's like, well, I'll yeah. just keep doing it till it kind of works yeah. for now. Yeah, and once it works, I kind of want to like, I wish there was a button that I could hit that would freeze all of the settings on the computer. You just need lock a Time Lord Stasis. You need a Time Lord Stasis cube, like they use uh, to save Gallifrey. <laughs> okay, no spoilers, but like you need something to like. You need basically a bell jar full of amber, la la la, to like freeze the situation. It's like me and this USB pre seat. Oh, I want to get rid of you. I just want to freeze it so that I don't accidentally touch the wrong button and blow my dip switch. You know, th there's a thing in, and this is anyone who's an audio engineer, especially an OG audio engineer, um, would would know this. But they actually, back in the day, in certain studios for certain <laughs> broadcasts and things like that, they would literally glue the switch in place. That was not an uncommon thing. They would use glue or, or nail polish or something else to sort of glue it down, or they would put physical marks on it so that they could say, okay, these are the settings, never touch them. And that was like, you would go into studios and see that like the buttons had been glued into place or the knobs had been removed and tape put over it because like once they dialed it in, they never wanted to have to go through that process again. And I feel like on a Mac... That's easy. And on Windows, it's it's just a little mysterious as to why things work the way they work. And and you don't really mm -hmm. know, but you know you know how to make it work. It's just once you got it there, you you're terrified and it will change. Yeah. We were talking, um, so I was talking about this with Alex on Dubai Friday, and they they were talking about there was that thing that they talked about this on ATP, and maybe you know what this is, but there's something that's been happening, I guess, with Chrome, mm -hmm. the browser, mm -hmm. where something extremely confusing is happening, and nobody, it's it's one of those classic, like, difficult to replicate problems, and the developers are like, I believe you're having this problem, but I'm, I just don't, I have, nobody I know has been able to replicate this problem, mm. you know, consistently. And we're just, you know, we're talking about how, like, when you're doing, like, sort of long-distance tech support for somebody, yeah, you often do start with, is it plugged in? Because if I'm being honest with myself, you know what? A lot of times it's really not plugged in because I'm smarter than the average bear. And of course, of course it's plugged in. But but they were saying how, um, oh, you know, when you're talk, talking to your your uh, your uncle or your grandma or whatever, um, sometimes you say something like, well, you know, you might want to try un uninstalling Chrome, reinstalling Chrome, or taking out these extensions. And here's the thing, though. This is what's interesting about that is that if your goal here is less to understand what went wrong and more to get to a solution quickly it may not be harmful to do a thing that just fixes stuff sometimes for no reason. Mm -hmm. Now, I kind of understand the turn it off, turn it on thing. Because in many cases, you're, you're, whatever, you know, this could be a busted-ass cache, 
It could be some kind of a weird setting, you know, right? But if you turn it off and on, it's going to get close to like a, you know, not an original state, but it's going to clear out a lot of the junk and that may fix it. That, you know, they're not telling you that as a trick. It's just that I don't know why that would fix what you're having symptoms of. All I can tell you is it's a real good idea to just do that first because a shocking amount of the time, it makes those symptoms go away. Ergo, quote unquote, fixes the problem, Mm -hmm. right? And so anyway, they're talking about how sometimes that that involves like uninstalling Chrome and things like that. But like, it's, it's, you feel weird saying that to somebody, but like, like, I don't know why this one thing works when it works or that it will work, but I do know that it does often work. Often on classic example. Right. So is that technically problem solving? I think kind of it is. But like, you know, I think what you're describing here is something a little more nuanced, which is like, I'm trying to understand how this works so that I can understand why it doesn't work. Right. And and be able to fix it. And that can be very, that can be extremely opaque. And in my case, that combination of like, I've tried so many different things to get this HomePod to work that it's really become kind of a time sink. I do think it has something related to do with the net related with to, related to the network, but I have not been able to track that down. So like in this case, I guess I better learn. I mean, I've, I have done all of the turn it off and on. Well, I think, but, but it hasn't fixed it. So, you know, there's, there must be like a quadrant, like a four quadrant drawing of like problems and solutions that we could, you know, put together. And one of them in my case is, well, I need to learn more and more and more about where this problem is happening so that I can apply a solution that will make me happy again. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gotten to that yet. But we did get to talk about Doctor Who, which is nice. Oh, that is very nice. And one thing I'll, I'll Apparently add Apparently Jack that... Harkness is coming back. Jack Harkness, I'm very excited about that. Oh, well, that's good to know. You know about Captain Jack Harkness? Did yeah, you call him sure, sure, of course. Remember when D- David Tennant, um, oh man, terrible episode, great ending. Uh, the episode where, uh, where 10 regenerates to 11, you know? Oh boy, that's a good episode. He, he 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 sets Jack Harkness up with a man in a barn. It's really nice. Well, what Lovely. I was what I was going to say is what this feels I'll, like I'll, to also, me. Also gives also gives Donna a winning what he knows is a winning lottery ticket. How nice is that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Faces cute. What I was going to say is this feels like to me is back in the day. Um, remember when a television station wouldn't come in and you'd mess with the antenna, and when that didn't work. You would smack the side or the top of the TV and it would work until Absolutely. it didn't. And then you'd have to smack it again. Especially in, we had a little crappy, I don't know. I don't even know what the numbers for screen sizes were back then. I mean, it's <laughs> somewhere between the size of a, an original Mac screen and our <laughs> LG. Uh-huh. But like you probably, what, 16 inch, probably 16 inch diagonally, yeah. uh, black and white yeah. with rabbit ears. And so what you would do was first, the very first troubleshooting, because mom did not like it when I would hit the TV. The first is like if channel nine is not coming in, you could take the knob and turn it just slightly to where it's between eight and nine or nine and 10. Just gently turn it and bring it back. I imagine that not bushings, but there's probably something in there where that's like, you know, the same way that you can like, if you move your car a little bit when your transmission's not working or you're uh, you're talking about like the gear, you're like missing a gear tooth. Yeah. Like, you go, oh, just turn it slightly. And if that didn't work, hit it for me. This for our uh, uh, Zenith. One smack, dead center on top, and it would work. Now, I wonder if that's tubes. Is it tubes, Dan? There, are, tubes? there were tubes involved in it. And, you know, but again, like, 
it worked. This is the whole point. It worked. Is, I don't it know worked. why it worked, but it worked. And I don't like that. I don't like that no, something it. just works and you don't know why it works and you don't know what it's doing, at, but it works. Well, and that's gets the you, I mean, like, thing. I, I, it gets me into something. I was going to say, no, it gets me into literal magical thinking, which is like, we've all been in that situation. And believe me, friend, a lot of my December has been being in this situation, which is something stops working. You try a thing and then you... So in the case, in this case, for example, talking to my dingus and doing what I know to be a quote unquote personal request, and it, it says the thing, which is that it's not working, right? And so, but there's that moment, you know that moment? There's the moment between when you cause the thing, you set that in motion, and you have just a little, hopefully, short period of time for waiting for the response or the inevitable, no, it still doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Now, the crazy making part is when you're doing that with something that requires you to like wait a certain period of time or something like that. (laughs) Right. Like when you're waiting for a two-factor code. I went through a thing with Patreon um, a couple months ago where like every code that I got had expired and then I'd requested another one. And at that point, I was stepping on my own dick because I was entering the wrong code. And then I was like, wait, stop. Wait 30 minutes before you do anything, then try it again. But there's that moment where you're like, I know it's going to do it. I know it's going to say it doesn't work. I know it's going to say it. You know that? And then, but then sometimes it's like, wait a minute. I've got a feeling in my heart. This is it. This is, this is the time. This is, and I feel something's different. I feel a lightness. I can breathe easier. And I go, oh, oh, I think this is it. This is the time it's going to work. Sorry, Merlin. I'm still having trouble connecting. Yo! Let me go back to the drawing board. Okay. Um, hey, listen, everybody. Uh, you know, happy new year. Happy new year. You happy t- new year. Dan, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Okay. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. 